Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is our bonus episode. We are here for episode 8.5 LA Comic Con. This was a fun t- uh, time. This is going to be a fun episode. Well, I wasn't there, but I'm still going to put in my two cents. So, ha. So, you guys can hear Rook and Arcana with me. Rook went with me to the to the con. We, we did that recording as we arrived at the con. Oh, as soon yeah. as we got it's... into the West Hall. Jealous every so, second, yeah. wishing I was there, too. <laughs> it would have yeah, been amazing was... if you would have been there, yeah. Arcon. It, it would have been amazing, but it was a last second, hey, let's buy the tickets because they're still for sale type thing. So, and I'm, I plan on making this an every year thing. So, Archon, plan ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> well, do we want to announce the WonderCon thing? Are we officially doing the WonderCon thing? Uh, I'm, I'm in. all in. I'm in. Uh, it's all up to Archon. I said I'm in. Okay, so I'm yeah, trying, yeah. I'm trying to get out. I, I am. My wife already said yes. Okay. So the three of us, as long as she said yes, will be going to WonderCon, and it's in Anaheim, I believe, right? In March. It is in Anaheim, March ninth through the thirty first. So if you guys are listening to this and you want to meet us there, by all means, we'd love to meet up with everybody. Maybe even go do a dinner or something after one of the days of the con. The big news of the con that occurred almost right away when uh, Rook got and I got in there, we were a little bit delayed by LA traffic and finding parking, which actually that went pretty quick. I'm surprised we found it for as cheap as we did. Yeah. <laughs> if you heard episode five, you heard that. Episode eight, I mean, we uh, we got pretty cheap parking. Mm-hmm. It was $10 a day. About a two-mile walk. Yeah, got our steps in. Yeah. <laughs> Up and down five, five sets or sets of stairs. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. The con was pretty big. Um, if you've ever been to the L.A. Convention Center, it's two big halls that go that span across the road. And they have the West Hall and I believe the South Hall. Yeah, I think that's it's West Hall and South Hall, but they also have a garage where they are doing autographs. Yeah. Um, so they got quite a bit. The South Hall is like the main event area where they had a lot of the they had the artist alley, which we spent a lot of time over there. And we have quite mm-hmm. a few people we talked to in the artist alley that we're going to play for you guys tonight. Now, a little disclaimer. These were done. Rook and I, we went to Best Buy, picked up two little handheld recorders, audio recorders. On our way to the con, we picked up two different types, a Sony and a Philips. We want to see which one would work best. Test it out. Well, it turns out the Sony is a lot better than the Philips, and it was the one that Rook was using. So about three of our interviews were using that one, and our primary interview we'll talk about was used with the Sony, but everyone, all the rest were using my Philips. I uh, cleaned them up the best I could and got them listenable. We do have one interview that's not going to make it on the show. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but it will be available on Discord. Yeah, that's sad, too, because I was really hoping it came through, but due to the situ- the circumstances of that individual. Yeah, and the fact that she was right next to the main stage, right when these big-name actors mm-hmm. were taking the stage. So the crowd was huge and loud. Yeah. Next time, yeah. I think we're gonna get a couple of the, uh, couple more Sony's. Actually, get some mics. Maybe they'll cancel out the noise a little bit better in the background. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna for WonderCon. We're gonna have three different Sony recorders with microphones. We're gonna be prepared. <laughs> and they're gonna. These guys are gonna make me spend two or three days sifting through audio for you guys. Upgrade our equipment just a little bit. Yeah. So when Rook and I arrived, we went through the West Hall. 
which is where you get your your badge and you go into, and it's like the main vendor hall. And um, they have a panel stage in that hall. It's a smaller one, but they do some well, big name panels there. It's the main vendor, and it's the gamer hall. It's where they had the video games and stuff. And the actual panel where, the, where they had the panel we're about to talk about is also where they do the stage for um, game awards and stuff. So it's like the main stage for the West Hall. Mm-hmm. Now, the main stage for the South Hall is much bigger, and they do bigger events there. But, yeah, we walked in, and we were going down the aisles, and I looked at Rook, and Rook looked at me and goes, well, what way do you want to go? And I said, let's go left. Well, he glances over to the right, which I catch his glance and i look over there and there's this big sign saying uh the big sign said the sounds of starfield yeah with einan zur einan zur and it the time of it was like literally two minutes from the time that we noticed the sign that it was starting we ran over there and we were sitting there waiting and i was like i told rug like look i really want to interview this guy i want to talk to him so well how are we gonna do that so i went over to where i thought they were coming out the, by the curtain and I saw a guy come out that looked very familiar I started talking to him and he introduced me himself as Einan Zer <laughs> so we mm-hmm. sat there and I talked to him briefly and they were getting ready to usher him, usher him on stage and someone by the name of Jennifer was there with him who was leading that panel and she's the one that we've talked about on our last episode that does the radio station in LA she is the morning host for KUSC um mm-hmm. Southern California's premier or really only classical station. I'm going to do her plug right here real quick. Uh, she's We're going to be actually, playing a talk with her as well right after this. Yeah, she is. Uh, so the station is doing a streaming channel called Arcade where it's Mario meets Beethoven. It is 15. It's 24 hour stream and it's 15 hours of some of your favorite game music, but also indie games and smaller games like that. And right. it, it's awesome. Well, we have a talk with her um, after we talk to Einan, which I'm getting to right now, is that I asked him, say, hey, we're with Starfield Raw. He goes, oh, okay. He knew us right away, what we were. I said, would you mind talking to me and Rook? After your panel, he goes, absolutely. Meet me right back here after the panel. That so, was just amazing. I've never had, th- I've never spin in that kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling. And um, <laughs> so we went and we watched the panel and Rook did record it. And we we're going to be playing that at the end of Starfield Raw, episode 20. I think we haven't decided fully when we're going to play that, but it'll be played at some point. Um, I do. Th- I do think the end of Starfield uh, episode twenty of Starfield Raw will be yeah. bonus content. It makes sense. So you guys will get that. It's going to be an extra long Starfield Raw. What we're going to play for you guys, it well okay after the panel, he met us right down there. We met his PR agent, Greg. Greg's an awesome dude. Hi, Greg. Great talking to you. And um, they ushered us to a little quiet, a little uh, quieter place, and we sat down and talked with Ian for a good fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, we recorded it, and we were going to be playing that in that interview in its entirety on Starfield Raw episode 20. Today, we're going to give you guys a little bit of Einan, where he talks more about his uh, other gaming that he's done, and it'll go right into the 
talk with uh, Jennifer. So now I got one more question. You said your very first piece was Klingon Academy, Star Trek Klingon Academy. Yep. It's your first game you composed. How different from that game to Starfield was this way of composing music? I mean, again, the, 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 it's just about the set of tools. You know, the, my toolbox then was like this. It's a little bigger. <laughs> just you a know, little bit. <laughs> you know, so, it, yeah, again, I mean, is it... I mean, it's just looking at some stuff that you did when you were really young and today you're experiencing mm-hmm. and you're better on what you're doing. So it's like, well, yeah, you know, there's a few good things here, but I would never do that. Or oh, how could I do that? <laughs> but, you know, but that's part of the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you very much for your time and talking thank with us today. I really appreciate it, Ian. Of course, and um, so, Greg, um, and, and um, Jennifer Miller, you know, she's our host. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm Jennifer Miller Hamill. I'm the morning host on Classical KUSC here in Los Angeles, which is the public classical radio station. But just about a month ago, I launched a brand new 24 7 stream called Arcade, which is um, mostly like incredible moments in video game music, not just the big hits, but just stuff from like smaller indie games like East Shade, Pentiment, like something that was probably not as, you know, not as popular, but incredible music in those games. And then, of course, incredible moments from like Fallout and Starfield, um, of course. But what's really lovely about this stream is that I also highlight classical music that was used in video games as well. And so it's a really wonderful place for perhaps people who are fans of classical music but have never listened to video game music because they're like, oh, I'm never going to play a video game so I have no idea what this stuff sounds like. This is a really great place for them to go and be able to listen to this music and hear it because this is music that can really stand on its own. Like, you don't, you don't need the context from these games in order to really love this music. Oh, yes. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. So, that's a really wonderful and it's also a great place then too for fans of game music to go and be like, oh, wait. I've heard Beethoven's Fifth before. Where have I heard it? And it's like, oh, it was in, you know, GTA or something. That's where I, you know, was when I first heard it. So, yeah, Arcade, um, it's like 15 hours of music, and it's constantly running on stream. So you could listen to it every single morning while you're driving into work, and you're going to hear a different section of it, which is really fantastic. So it's almost like a little radio station. Okay. So, so is that like an app? For your followers so, to know about it. Yeah. So this is the biggest Starfield, you know, podcast. Uh, yeah, I. So, you did know, you tell them that I just finished yeah, playing Starfield? Them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we said those were rookie numbers. Yeah, <laughs> we have over two hundred. I at least have over two hundred thirty hours. So have you, you have have you guys had that interaction yet that I've heard about? Was the there was a guy who played it through thirty three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about our last episode. You did. Okay, all right. That's fascinating to me because I was like, wait, how do you get this interaction where you then get to work with yourself? Like, so there's a there, couple different new game pluses. I've there's yeah. ten. There's ten overall. What I like to say, alternate uh, and uh, alternate universes for yeah. Starfield. It's about fifteen percent chance when you go through the unit and you get one. Yeah, I got one where the hunter killed everybody in the lodge. And gives you the uh, oh, no. and gives you all the artifacts, and then you have to go around and get them all yourself. You have to go to the eye, yeah, yeah. find all the locations yourself instead of having it. Yeah, yeah. 
my only issue is the game bugs out and didn't let me save. <laughs> but it was cool to actually experience an alternate ending. Yeah. And uh, universe, not ending. Well, universe, yeah, alternate universe, and the fact that they did that in the game. It's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because my I played through one alternate universe after I wrapped up the story, and it was pretty much the same as what I'd done before. So yeah, I've been through seven, and I've okay. gotten everything the same except for one time, the door on the lodge was solid gold. Oh, and that was the only thing that changed. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's on. Um, you can listen to Arcade on either the app for KUSC. So mm-hmm. if you just go to the App Store, either Google or Apple, and just search for KUSC, which is our call letters, and you can listen to it through there. Or you can also listen to it on KUSC's website. Yeah. All right. That was just a little tease of what that was. We're going to have the full interview, like I said, on Starfield Raw episode 20 coming out this Friday. So check it out. And, um, we are going to be hopefully having Ainan on again on our show probably in the beginning of next year. We're working on that for you guys. Um, the next thing is we went to and we went to South Hall eventually. We're going to have some. We did a lot more in that West Hall. We'll get into those later. We went into the main hall, the, the West or South Hall, and there was a table there because Rook had to go see the Star Trek. Of course. Yeah. Always. And I'm I'm game for that. So I had to sit in the captain's chair <laughs> and get my picture taken. And um right next to it was like I wanna say like the table of stunt doubles. And these stunt doubles played on the show the show so and one of them that we met after convincing her for like five minutes that she can talk to us <laughs> and answer a few questions <laughs> was Michelle Lee. Michelle Lee is a stunt double for Rosario Swanson. Swanson. S-A-W-S-O-N? No, no, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Yeah, I messed that up. (laughs) Dawson. Um, Sorry, Rosario. If you're listening. Yeah, forgive me. My typo, and I'm just going along with it. So I want to put a disclaimer in right now that we did make sure that they didn't give us anything about the show. They just told us about what they do and what it's like doing that. That was one of the caveats. They couldn't give us any information about the show. So we just mm-hmm. we just talked to her about her experiences, like Rook said, and she plays the stunt double for the character Ahsoka. So we're with uh, Michelle Lee, right? Yes. And what do you do? Um, I am Ahsoka stunt double for the television series. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you. How long have you been doing st- stunt double? Um, well, I've been in the industry for probably over 15 years. Okay. Um, probably longer, depends. Um, yeah, I, I just started uh, as a kid actor, <laughs> and um, and I grew up in Los Angeles, and I and then I um, started training in martial arts, and I loved it. And I'm a master of, martial artist. I love that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What style do you do? Wushu. Okay. Which she does as well. Lots of weapons. Awesome. Lots of different what else have you done? Um, well, uh, a lot. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do from video games to TV shows to, um, I doubled Gemma in, um, Captain Marvel. Um, I, I do roles. I did a role in, um, 
Venom and Black Widow. I did a series regular acting role on a show, a Paramount show called Blood and Treasure 2. Okay. I do random, random stuff. Whatever they tell yeah, you. Yeah, right. They pay me right. So I got to ask, since you're here promoting, and it's all Ahsoka TV series, what's it like being a stunt double for one of the most iconic characters in the Star Wars series? It's stressful. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Yeah, what? I bet it is. It is. It is. Uh, it's uh, there's a lot there's a lot of um, I understand the fan critiques which I understand because when you love something so much you just want to oh yeah oh, they yeah. get adamant you know I get it people in our world get very adamant about that kind of stuff I get it I get it I love it it's stressful <laughs> but also like uh, an honor that's why I thought I recognized you I did not before I was in Shara in three or uh, that would be that would be three. Three. Yeah, I believe so. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. It's so long. And then I was miscellaneous You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> well that's awesome. Have you had a good time at the con so far or is it just Yeah, we've been hanging out. Seeing the Star Wars family here so That's awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us. Welcome. I appreciate it. All right, so there was another stunt double on the table that was not busy, like crowded with people, that we were able to talk to. She was unfortunately up next to the main stage, and mm-hmm. this is the one where the audio did not come out good enough for on the air. We, I tried my best to get that audio cleaned up enough to where you could hear it. The, the raw audio, you could barely even hear her at all, but mm-hmm. it's enough to where you can actually hear her enough to where you can understand it. And yeah, the reason I listened, I listened through it, and and you could definitely hear what she was saying, and it was it was it was awesome. There was just a lot of background noise, and unfortunately, we can't put that on the air. Child no, now now Mova. Yeah. So she's um newer to mm-hmm. uh the industry as a whole. The, yeah, to the industry. Uh, she is actually a stunt double for on the show Ahsoka as well. Um, she's also a pilot in the show, and <laughs> that's what intrigued me about her is because I actually saw her in the full pilot get up, and it was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I really wanted to bring her up and mention her is because she's new to the industry, uh, around 2017 is when she started, so. She yeah, was really cool. actually really cool. Yeah, she was a lot of fun to talk to. I got to mm-hmm. talk to her for a good 10, 15 minutes. She was really nice. Um, <laughs> One of the guys we're going to bring up, I call him Droid Guy because I can never remember his name. <laughs> so his Instagram is Crankmeister, <laughs> and he's part of what they call Desert Scum. Um, mm-hmm. They're a droid community outside, uh, a droid making com- uh, group outside of L.A. in the high desert in a town called Barstow. Which uh, I live they- right near. They make a lot of different droids. Uh, you can see them all on their IG page. Or yeah. you can see him on their uh, actual Desert Scum. Oh, Desert Scumo.com. I was actually yeah. kind of excited when I heard about this guy and, and, and where he was from and everything because I, I grew up for many years in Barstow, California. And the more I look at his picture, I, I think I might know him. <laughs> I, 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 I recognize him. Like he could have been one of the kids I knew when I was younger. So I had the website wrong. It's Desert Scum.org. One of the cool things about this guy, okay, is that we met him last year mm-hmm. at Comic-Con when he was at the food court. And when I brought that up, he remembered us right away about it because we sat there and talked to him for a good 20 minutes that day. 
and we mm-hmm. caught up with him again and i want to say his girlfriend uh it's i don't know if his girlfriend or just a friend or what yeah yeah but she was pretty awesome we didn't really talk to her too much she was tormenting a couple of kids with her her droid which was awesome <laughs> and funny you can kind of hear it in the background of the, of the interview as well that was funny to watch this guy is extremely talented and his droids are actually featured on an, up, on an upcoming Star Wars show, Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. He was so he that he you'll you heard you'll hear an interview or heard an interview that uh, he was so interested in that. And the only changes Disney did was they changed the top dome and they weathered the paint a little bit to make it look weathered. Yeah, and he was showing us. You you can't see it obviously but you can hear it but he was pressing a button and every mechanical opening and function of the droid would come out at the same time and there was so many it's in- incredibly intricate and detailed the only thing is missing oh. is ai to be just like star wars oh yeah uh, that that's the only part that's missing they're fully moving they're fully functional the heads rotate completely i might have a video of it from last, last year? year yeah that if i have that i'll throw it into our instagram and in discord and we're gonna go ahead and play that interview for you guys right now so my name's rook this is widget we are the ho- two of the three hosts for a podcast called raw and nerdy cool um i saw the robots last year and was really intrigued by them i was wondering uh how much time and effort went into building them well, it, it works out for me because I have no life, and we live in Barstow where there's nothing to do, so for me, this is fun. Like, it's either this or play video games. That's my options. That would be Both more fun acceptable. and intriguing. Yeah, so now I'm into the point where, like, if my 3D printer's not running or I don't have parts coming in the mail for another droid, then I'm sad. How many droids have y'all built? 13? Woo! Maybe, give or take. That's a lot. I have some pictures of your droids from last year. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's a couple more. Like, yeah, the, the ball, we brought three today. Um, I wanted to bring more, but you can only fit so many in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, these things are a labor of love. And then I just make it to where I push one button. It's all right. <laughs> I think we talked about you on our one of our episodes already, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, actually, it was our first, one of our first episodes because of the robots. On the Calusa Khan episode. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, this is one of the most dynamic droids out there. If anyone makes one better, then I have a bubble maker in there ready to go to show them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. My name's Craig. Craig? Yep. Nice to meet you guys. Nice Did he call you Widget? Yeah. That's that's tight. <laughs> <laughs> He's also a published author. That's cool. <laughs> nice. Um, I like that. Yeah, I'm just a nobody from nowhere who just... That's not nobody, man. <laughs> the, the amount of effort that you went into making that droid, that's not a nobody. So the coolest part was uh, the droid consultant for Disney contacted me. And uh, they filmed him for Skeleton Crew. So, oh, yeah. nice. So now I'm waiting for Skeleton Crew to come out so I can see him on TV. Oh, that would be <laughs> awesome. awesome. That would be awesome. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm promoting the show. Yay me. <laughs> Actually, that's the best way to do it. Well, yeah, we'll have an R4 dome on in the show, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. But still, that's it's epic. Yeah, that's that all I can my say. Mind. And it was just because of the fact that he was unique, and that was the only reason he got chosen. So, that's it. Yeah, last year, I think we, we talked to you when you were up at the 
food area. Oh, that's right. I yeah. remember now we were getting Modelo's. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, which one do you like better? And so she had some blue on her last year, and oh, now it's all silver. So we added some more detail on her that one. And this one's weathered now because production actually weathered it. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So they add, they're like, it's still clean, right? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, cool, bring it. And I get it back, and it looked like that. <laughs> I mean, okay that? I'm cool with that. Because they gave me some cheddar cheese. <laughs> yeah. It and, and it's Disney. Yeah, and it looks better. <laughs> and it look, yeah, and I couldn't have did that good of a job, so... Well, that's awesome. And yeah. then you just got the other one over there jamming out. Yeah. <laughs> it's our jukebox on wheels. <laughs> I bet you guys get a lot of attention during this. She's been tormenting that <laughs> and I can't get enough. <laughs> it's just cool watching it. And you look at the crowd you got looking yeah, at your Yeah, we robot. had to move earlier because we were blocking the space. And I'm like, wow, we're a two-man crew here. We're busting out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the most interesting thing that I've seen so far today. Oh, thank you so much. And that's why I do it. I, it makes people smile. It makes people gather around when the phones come out. I feel that's what I know I, I, that, that I haven't been wasting my time. She Speaking definitely have phones. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool to know. Let me check out the podcast, Raw and Nerdy. Raw and Nerdy. I, I mean, it sounds really familiar and something that I would subscribe to because that's me. <laughs> and if you play Starfield, we do a, a show called Starfield Raw. Oh, Ty, I felt so stupid because when... It, so they paid me a bunch of money for this, and what did I go do? I went and bought a PlayStation 5. I wanted Starfield so bad. Didn't know it was going to just be for Xbox One. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Comes out, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> we actually got it on PC. Oh, cool. Yeah, so uh, Microsoft has the Xbox Game Pass. Oh, nice. Uh, and so we got downloaded it from that. That is so cool. I want to play that game so bad, because I love Starfield. Or I mean, I love Skyrim and uh, Fallout and stuff. It's worth so it's it. Like, yeah, it looks worth it. I'm like, that oh, yeah. looks so cool. So It's Bethesda's version of Star Wars. <laughs> but Rockstar just said GTA 6 trailer, Monday. We're yeah, getting, yeah. That. we're getting, and I cannot wait. We've actually talked about doing a show by FaceTime. Yes, I mean, that's where, so when GTA 6 comes out, I'm be like, sorry, Droid. <laughs> You're on hold. Um, really notice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these are awesome, and I appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely, bro. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my hands get so sweaty from the controller. It's yeah. nasty. <laughs> but I just love it. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be rude, though. So. No, You're all good. I'm one person that we did not get a chance to do an audio recording with, her table was extremely long. It was been hard to get any viable audio with her, but she did something that was very cool. We noticed her work at a different booth, and we had, and Rook in particular, had to go find her and get these um, character sheets done on mats that are dry erase. Oh, yes. Uh, I did post a picture of those on our Instagram. She does wonderful work. The whole story behind it is. She started developing this game and she wanted a character sheet that didn't look like a sheet of paper that you could stuff in your homework. Because <laughs> we know everybody's been there where we stuff all of our papers and stuff. And then there would be like they'd miss several sessions where they couldn't actually run the campaign because the character, the homework, it was all in the homework. So she she designed this canvas dry erasable character sheet. And I got a picture of it on our Instagram, and her Instagram is Alteration Games. And her name, try not butchering this, is Tremani Sutcliffe. And she actually, her first picture is a picture of her character sheet. It's well laid out. The artwork on it is all custom from her. Which is top-notch work, too. 
Yes, it is. I loved it. Yeah, uh, Rook was all giddy. She gave him a character sheet. <laughs> I was jealous that he got one and I didn't. But um, So if you're listening, you can send me one, and you can send my, my partner, Archon, one, you know, just, you know, so we can get a better range to talk about it uh she was telling us all about her dreams her aspirations for this and i was just taken back by her story i thought it was incredible i wish we got an interview with her but alas we did not but we had to give her a shout out we have to give her a shout out um i thought about pulling out the mic but she was sitting further back because she she literally had like two table widths of just all of character sheets and different drawings and a map board and all of that. And I didn't want to interrupt that because it looked beautiful the way she had it laid out. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah. uh, Thank you for talking to us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for the character sheet for Rook. And uh, you do do amazing work. Jeez, Rook. (laughs) She's also also doing these matte um, grids for map making that she's yeah. also uh, working on making her own metal mounts for him as well yeah metal not metal mounts metal designs Backing. yeah oh yeah yeah to be fair though uh, on this show the person who has talked about playing dd D the most has been rook so I mean, oh, that's he, fair he's probably gonna benefit from the character sheet the most true so I, next I need to get a game going is our list of cosplayers and we wanted to grab a couple uh there was a few that we interviewed that did not come out uh, so we apologize for that, but you know, it's what it is. It's the convention was massive. And some of the ones that we interviewed in the hallways, the noise in the back was just way, way too much or they were just too timid. So the audio didn't really come out. Or they were role playing their characters and only talking in a situation where the character would have actually talked. It was, I admire that, but we did meet about five of them or five groups that were awesome that talked to us. And we're adamant about it. And the first one, I couldn't remember at first who she was. And then I remembered <laughs> Mayho Fairy. I don't remember her actual name, but she was fantastic. And it was, she was the only one that was just herself. Uh, she dressed up as a, a female bloodied Homelander. And her story as to why she's doing cosplay is amazing. Was I'm the not best. I'm not going to say anything here. You'll hear it in the interview, but it's a perfect reason to cosplay in my Yeah, it was by far my favorite response, so I had to include it in the show. I'm with a show, a podcast called Raw and Nerdy. So we're just here doing the convention, just asking people, like, why do you cosplay? What What is your motivation? Okay. Uh, well, I cosplay because, I don't know, I think it's fun. I've been doing it since 2017. Yeah. So ever since, you know, I just kind of grew fond of the hobby. It's really fun, you know. It, it allows me to be, like, something different or, like, be very different. It actually also helped me, like, be more confident in myself. There you go. So that's the that's, kind of answer yeah. I love to hear. Uh-huh. I was very shy before, but also it definitely helped me, you know, step out of that little bubble. That's one thing because you keep getting approached by people. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, before that, I'd probably be like, um... Uh, yeah, you know, well, you look fantastic. You. Did you make it yourself or? Uh, no, I, I just bought this. Uh, I, I did spray the blood myself. Uh, then I didn't make any of it. No. But. Do you have any social media one of our listeners know? Uh, I do. I'm on Instagram as Maho Fairy. So M A H O U and then Fairy F A I R Y. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> this next group was a couple 
I believe. Yeah, they're a couple. Uh, I think they're a couple. A man and a woman, and they were cosplaying as The Witcher. Yeah, what's cool about this one is you had the experience and the newcomer in cosplay in the same group. So now, yeah. Were they both The Witcher, or was one The Witcher? No, and one, uh, one was Geralt, and one was... Siri. She's all dressed in black. Can't think of the name. Yennefer? I think Yennefer. Yeah, it's, it might have been yeah, Yennefer. It be Yennefer. Yeah. It had to be Yennefer. And she actually made those costumes by herself. Yeah, both of them. The only yeah. thing the guy really did was grew out a beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was spot on and super detailed. They caught our eye right away. We had to talk to them, and they were fantastic. My, my biggest issue is we didn't get their uh, social media handles. Um, that was a failure on my part. But uh, hopefully they're listening. There. Yeah. I have to say, it makes me sad that you got that you got to go see them, even though you called them Geralt, not <laughs> Geralt, Geralt of Rivia. Come on. Sorry, I'm not huge uh, into the Witcher series. <laughs> gosh, man. But uh, it, it looked amazing. It, uh, I mean, the outfits were perfectly matched the show or the games, and I loved it. Uh, I do wish we could have gotten their handles or would have remembered to get their handles. And, you know, speaking of Geralt of Rivia, uh, Henry Cavill, if you ever want to be on the show, just go ahead and uh, hit me up up on uh, on Twitter. Or the cosplayers who um, did this, hear this show, reach out to us. Yeah, we would love to uh, endorse your your social handles so that way we can actually spread the word a little bit more. So my name's Rook. This is Widget. We are two of, the co- of three co-hosts for a podcast called Rock Nerdy. We're walking around the Comic Con talking to people that have some of the coolest, uh, <laughs> some of the coolest cosplay I've seen, and just wondering what y'all, what brings y'all to doing the cosplay, and how long y'all been doing it? Um, so I'm easily to it. I've actually been cosplaying for like 13 years now. Oh wow, that's a long time. I started time. sewing when I was 10. I didn't like the way Halloween costumes look at the costume store, so I just started making them myself. That brings the next question. You, you guys made these, right? Yeah. Why she made them? I helped. You know, I'm right. you were the you wording model. You know, like, like, had to grow the beard. So we have an experienced veteran. You're new. What do you think of it so far? It's fun. You know, like, I like, just, I like looking cool. Like, <laughs> like, what can I say? Like, normally I just wear street clothes, so, like, you have to fucking put on. And it's, it's, like, it's well made. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's phenomenal like it's like mind blowing yeah like I, I just wake up sometimes in the morning been up all night <laughs> that's awesome and as y'all can see y'all look great yeah, appreciate it. yeah you did a fantastic job thank you so much and thank you for your time of course have fun guys the next group was <laughs> i had to I, I tugged on rook and said look look over there it was three ladies dressed up in Baldur's Gate 3 characters. Oh, yes. We had and Carlock. I can't remember the rogue's name. The vampire rogue. Yeah. It was uh, a female. Well, being a female version wasn't far off from the actual character. But and then my favorite character, which I forgot her name. It's been what? so long since I my played it. Character that I don't remember the name of. Yeah. You don't even remember the vampire rogue's name. You get yeah. him right at the beginning of the game. Yeah, but there's this wonderful thing called the internet. I can look it up real quick. Asterian. 
So yeah. we had one dressed up as Asterian and Shadowheart. And Shadowheart. Oh gosh, even I knew that one. And I and might have flirted with Shadowheart a little bit. Not gonna <laughs> lie. Might <laughs> you hear it in the might interview? Have. Well, they were talking about the different leathers on the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the what was it? Uh Carlac, the one that did Carlac, I can't remember her name right off the top. Maximum Claire is what she goes by on Instagram. She's the one that uh, made those two costumes. Mm-hmm. And, and they were... They, we didn't take any pictures. That was another fa- failure on us. However, if you go to Maximum Claire's uh, page, the very first photo she currently has is a picture of her Carlac cosplay. I wish we would have got one with the other two as well. Uh, they're on their pages, I believe. Yeah. So, they yeah, were we spot on. They were easily recognizable from a distance. Yeah. Uh, oh my, OMG Chomp, who was Shadowheart, she has hers on there. And I know for a fact, Casey uh, KLS has hers on there. So, okay. They're all three on their pages, and you can actually see them really well. And here we are talking to them. We found three awesome cosplayers that are doing Baldur's Gate three characters, and it's like one of my favorite games right now. Like most people. Yeah. That is Starfield. Yeah. Have you guys been doing podcasts or podcasts? I do. (laughs) Cosplay for very long, or I have. Yeah, twenty-two years. That's twenty-two years. Nice. Probably, I think, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, just, like, on and off here and there when conventions uh, come around, but not not as much as these guys. <laughs> Can I get any names, or? Uh, I'm Claire. Claire? Claire. Casey. Casey. Alyssa. Alyssa? How has it been today? It's been really good. Um, yeah, we haven't been here that long because it took forever to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's a good, it's a good con. I always like this con. This is our second year coming here. Oh, yeah. And it's been pretty, pretty eventful. Yeah. Uh, do y'all have any social media that y'all would like people to follow you on? Yeah, um, I'm Maximum Claire on Instagram and Claire Max on Twitter. If you just search Claire Max, you can find me anywhere. I'm PC.KLS at, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. I'm OMG Tom on everything. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miss Everything over here is, is cosplaying my favorite character. Aww, <laughs> yeah, she made both these from You made scratch. them? I made she them, made, yes. This is real leather. That this was the is, question I was going to ask. This is real leather. Yeah. leather yeah. No, so we went to the leather store. We bought, like, off the sheets and off the horses. Some of them are sheep. No, this one's a sheep. This is this, Okay, yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. Some of them and some, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you, it, it's skin. It's and skin. And then it is. she made these patterns just by looking at a picture. And then she cut everything. The most, she dyed this leather herself. Yeah. The most talented cosplayers I've ever met are the ones that can do everything like that. You've been doing it for a long time. You're up there. <laughs> Thank you. This Thank you. I made, I made this work. too. It's all foam. Yeah, this is foam. This is a pipe. PVC pipe. Yeah, covered with <laughs> yeah. wood. Yeah. So it can come apart so I can travel with it. Otherwise, it's hard to fit it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So now it fits in luggage. Do you guys actually get <laughs> yeah. into character at all, or is it just... Um, for me, I mean, Carlac is basically me anyway, so <laughs> I don't really have to do, yeah, I don't have to do a lot of effort. I can't do a British accent, so no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is fair. That's not easy yeah. to do. I've only watched her play. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's here for the ride. Uh, I have an acting gamer. She's yeah. a great model. Very nice. I'm a big gamer. Sorry. <laughs> you know a lot about her. I'm playing Spider-Man. I'm playing Spider-Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you so much of for talking course. to us. Of course. Have fun. Yeah. Okay, so I might have flirted a little bit. 
don't hold it against me. I'm a single guy. Now, I do want to mention, I actually, after I got home and started doing our Instagram page, I realized who Maximum Claire is, and uh, one of uh, her significant other is Kyle Hill, and I'm actually his Patreon for his science communication channel. <laughs> I'm one of his patrons. <laughs> nice. The mm-hmm. other two that we talked to is I think actually the very end of the day we went there was this really awesome fudge booth and I've tried eating some of the fudge and it's so good. So we wanted to wait till the end of the day to get our fudge and then we saw these two ladies and I'm gonna I'm just gonna call them as a, as it is hot Bowser's. Yeah. Like like are you talking like Super Mario Bowser? Yes. Yes, but they didn't ha- the way they they lingerie it, meets Bowser. <laughs> Did you sing the Peaches song to them? <laughs> I was so tempted. There was this guy that was cosplaying as Mario who was incredibly rude to Rook. Yes. Shoved his stuff rude. into his face and said, take picture. Mm-hmm. Didn't even ask. Did I almost shoved it? it back and said, go get lost. And I, w- I would have said it in more meaner terms, but, you know, for the sake of the show. Yeah, it was annoying because if he would have asked, obviously I would have said of yes. Of course, yeah. Not one question to ask. It was, oh, I'm sorry. I should have asked, but... And then it was that kind of thing. I did not like it. He was rude. It was annoying. But here we are. He's getting some publicity, even though we don't know his name. The two ladies, though, they were fantastic. They did their costumes themselves. Mm-hmm. And they were slightly different. And the one of them had that staff that had a little uh, clear like Christmas ornament with the Mario star in it. And little LEDs yes. wrapped around it. And it was so cool. Guys, I'm starting to uh, notice a trend here that you <laughs> seem to have leaned toward the female cosplayers in all of your uh, well. To be fair, interviews here. Eighty percent of the cosplayers are female at these conventions. Can't argue that one. So uh, they don't have pictures of their Bowser outfits. Sadly, so sad. But they do have their Instagram pages, and uh, one of them was Fennec Fennec socks. Uh, F-E-N-N-E-C-S-O-X. And the other one was Deviant Mai. With an underscore in between Deviant and Mai. And I might have flirted heavily with them too, but not going there. Yeah, actually, uh, one of the reels from Deviant Mai was her. So we saw them on Saturday as the... uh, Bowsers. The Bowsers. Yeah. Her cosplay the next day was Sonic, and she rocked it. <laughs> Which you will hear in the interview. Can I get your names? I go by Mai. Mai? Mm-hmm. And I go by Fen. Fen? They're eating this awesome fudge I'm about to get. Yeah, <laughs> it looks really, really good. I'm not a huge chocolate person, but it's good. And they're both these really hot Bowsers. <laughs> did you go? Did you ladies make these? or yeah. both, yeah. both of you? All of them, yeah. That is awesome. How long have you been doing it? Cosplay, like for me, I stopped kind of during 2020. So a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. Um, and at that point, like before, I was buying Amazon costumes, and I got back into it. I think 2021 when we went to San Diego Comic Con, and ever since, just been on that grind for it. That staff is fantastic. Thank you. I love it. It's a star. Feels like a little star in a clear <laughs> globe with some LEDs. Yeah, our new thing is making everything glow. glow yeah. So my hair. Yeah. Glow, <laughs> nice. Nice. That's are you guys here for all three days, or is it? We were supposed to, but then we were, um, like, we didn't come yesterday because we were finishing up the costumes. Yeah. So oh, we're yeah. going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going at Sonic tomorrow. So. I was gonna ask if you're doing oh, wow. a different one. Yeah, I I like doing Sonic characters. That's my favorite video game. Yeah, is there anywhere our listeners can find you guys and on oh, yeah. social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram at deviantmy. Okay. Uh, deviant underscore my. I'm technically on TikTok. I don't post anything yet. I really <laughs> want to get into it. Uh, just kind of hard with building things and then keeping up with posting. <laughs> I've done a couple of TikTok and it, it's. it's it's, it's scary. I'll yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> what about you? And then my handle is Fennec Socks, S O X, on okay. Instagram. Fennec Socks, okay. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to us. And yeah, no, hope you girls have a great time doing this. And the last cosplayers we talked to, they did, they were matching pairs again of Wonder Women. There was two of them. Uh, one mm-hmm. of them she did herself, and the other one she uh, store bought. But they were both awesome. I think they were the first cosplayers we talked to. When we went into the West Hall. Yes, I believe they were. Um, one's uh, Instagram is Taya Miller. And the other one was Tasha Polis. Wait, are you? No. What? what? I actually follow Taya Miller on, on, <laughs> on uh, gosh, TikTok. We met nice. her. And I saw a video of her and her friend, like... Getting ready for something in Wonder, getting in their Wonder Woman costume. That, we that was the Comic Con. I saw it literally like <laughs> this morning. Yeah, the reason, and, and it's oh, awesome I that you, you mentioned on. It's awesome you mentioned that on TikTok. That on TikTok because that's where they do most of their stuff. They don't really. They decide to do cosplay finally, and you'll hear the reasoning why oh. on the interview. <laughs> Dude, I hate you guys so much. Right now. <laughs> All right, when this is. Uh, what we'd said. Hey, mine is so much faster than yours. Yeah, it is. All right, so we're here right now with a couple of cosplayers doing Wonder Woman, and they both look fantastic, by the way. Thank and you. what is your name, ladies? I'm Taya. Taya? I'm Natasha. Natasha? What do you guys like about doing cosplay for a commission like this? I mean, we we do we get dressed up in our rooms, so I have to make content, so it's nice to like get out and like show people what we've made or you yeah you made I, I made I'm mine. I think fun. I think it's fun to like find people at the commission that like that same character or like you're dressed as the same character and you have that like bonding moment. Okay, you yeah. Like oh my god. So you, know, do you, ever, do you ever like role play into the character, or is it just? I typically don't. No, yeah. No. yeah. I've met a couple that do. I, I know they're very it. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. It's like method I'm just glad they don't have the lasso of truth. Oh, she does. Oh, she does. I don't know if the end. Did you ladies make these yourselves, or? I made mine okay. for Halloween last year, and then I finally brought her out to a con. So that works. First time in it all day. It's very heavy. I got mine off of Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. Costumes off Etsy. Yeah, it's a first time. Yeah. Do you have any social media you want people to know about, or is it? Um, we're both on everything. I'm I'm Tasha Polis everywhere, and I'm Taya Miller. Two R's. Two R's. You know that. Taya Miller. Got it. All right, awesome. Thanks so much for talking to us. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so we're gonna get into the books and comics of the people we talked to. And the four that we chose to present to you guys were the four that we pretty much like the most. That really caught our attention. Really good people, and they do fantastic work. And one of them is, well, as she claims, is an award-winning author. And I I tend to believe her. I looked her up, looked at her work, and I've read a little bit of her book that she gave me. Thank you so much, Blair, or Blaze. I appreciate everything you did. 
Her name is S.G. Blaze, B-L-A-I-S-E, and she is the author of The Last Luminian. It's, uh, if I believe she explained it, it's a sci-fi fantasy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, the artwork is what drew my attention, and then... And her booth was incredible. Yeah, she actually gave some designers her book, and they designed this thing almost per... According to S.G. Blaze... They designed it perfect compared to what her book was saying. And that's what drew us over there at first. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I'm not mad widget here for getting mad about the D&D sheet is he got the free book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she gave me some bookmarks and a couple other things and was just awesome to talk to. Uh, as a fellow author, I admire the work that she's doing, and I hope that she makes it huge with her books. She's uh, got four books out and is working on the fifth, I believe. Um, S-G-B-L-A-I-S-E, Last Luminian. And they are great books. And, yeah, so here's the talk that we had. All right, we're checking out a book called The Last Luminian. All right, so can you tell us a little bit about it and what your name is? Absolutely. My name is S.G. Blaze. I'm a sci-fi fantasy author of the award-winning Les Luminian saga. It's Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings meets Princess Bride. PG-13, clean language, kissing only. There are no chili peppers here. It's about a 90-year-old rebel princess who doesn't need saving, who must defeat the Dark God before he finds her the Les Luminian. And that's just book one, fourth book coming out next Tuesday. Do so you have three others already out? I do. We have paperback, audiobook, ebook, and I can't wait to, to show you the fourth book, and I'm working on the fifth one. I'm working on my third novel right now. Love it. It's a lot of work. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's the best work, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> if I could do it full time, I would die to do so. Exactly. I love that it. That podcasting, because, no, obviously. You're very good at it. <laughs> well, thank you. I've been doing it a long time. <laughs> it shows. So, who did your cover art? This is done by a gentleman who is in London. It's called the Dissect Designs. And he is amazing. I sent him the synopsis, and he comes up with these amazing covers that continue to the back as well. Yeah, yeah. Mine is the same thing. I love that. I love it's that word. It's gorgeous, right? This is SG Blaze. And the uh, um, book is the last L-U-M-E-N-I-A-N. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I just want to mention that she's super nice, guys. It was great. Um, The last, another person we talked to was uh, Jazz. Jazz was, he was just bubbly and fun. And Mm -hmm. he did the book called DEFCON 5. And the way he described it as an alien post-apocalyptic sci-fi novel about aliens that are observing planet Earth and they get involved. But either interview, yeah. he go, he explains it pretty well. Uh, he was just a lot of fun. His book, yeah, it, it, I would probably read it. I'd give it a shot. I mean, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? It's a book. Yeah, but what drew me in was him, though. Yeah, he was he was enthusiastic about his uh, book. And, and I understand everybody that. We're mentioning, everybody yeah. we're mentioning here is, and the reason why we like him is because they were enthusiastic about what they were offering. Yeah, they were passionate about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of like the next guy we're going to talk about, his work was just awesome. But he was also a great guy. There was a few people that we that we met that had really good work, but they just were not. I don't know. I want to I want to say good people because I don't know them, but 
they weren't interesting. They weren't very no, enthusiastic. They were more to salesman's pitch, and they didn't sound like they're as enthusiastic as the four we're mentioning here. Yeah. So, DEFCON 5, and this is uh, what he said. I found someone that's a special place in my heart. He's a fellow author. And what was your name, sir? My name is J.K. Newborn, but my friends call me Jazz. Yes? Yeah. Oh, I like that. And the book he has is the story of DEFCON 5. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so it's a post-apocalyptic science fiction novel that's uh, it's about an alien who's put in charge of studying humanity from a distance. And uh, he comes across Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> okay. And Jimi Hendrix kind of unlocks his mind, and he falls in love with the human culture and, and the arts and stuff like that. And then he he, he finds out that a evil space race of aliens called the Gothergon are going to come and enslave all the humans. So he leaves his people and comes down to Earth and puts together a team, and the team is the Defcon Five. Okay, that sounds actually pretty interesting. Where can they find your book? Uh, you can find it on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon.com is the best place to find it. Uh, awesome. have it, uh, the, the paperback and the uh, Kindle version. Alright guys, so you hear that here, so check it out, DEFCON 5. It actually sounds and looks really interesting. And the next guy, Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> he was one of my favorite ones we talked to all night, Jack Foster, and he does a comic all himself, the artwork, the story, everything, called Gun Comic. Yes. Uh, on our Instagram page, there is a picture of a comic book opened, and that is his work. He actually drew the comic, did the story, everything, and... He was so passionate about it, and he was yeah. fun to talk to. He was so much fun. To, you didn't hear the rest of the conversation, because we talked to him probably like five or ten minutes before. He started going into his pitch, and I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I turned on the audio and said, mind we talk to you first? And he goes, oh, heck yeah. And he was all into it. And we talked to him probably another ten minutes after the recording. Mm -hmm. Right, Jack is awesome. And his comic, we I flipped through it. It looks really good. I, I fully intended to buy one, Jack. I promise you I did. We got wrapped up in other things, and I did not have time to get back to you and buy it. So I might go online and purchase a copy of it because it looked that good. And I'm not a big comic guy, but that one really it got my interest. And this is what Jack had to say. You're uh, Jack Foster? I am. Wait, do I owe you money? No, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, then I am. Uh, well, well, it'll be uh, $2,000 to promote yourself. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> and uh, you do a comic called Gun? Yes. Good guys are called capes, bad guys are guns. Like, so take Batman. He's yeah. fun, but the best characters are the villains. So I was like, skip the middleman, take the bad guy, put him on the marquee, make a story about him, switch everything and tell it from like, that point of view. And uh, my gun is Trevor, and we follow him on a, a Mary Caper. Do you do the art? I do. I was the cheapest artist I could find. Dude, that is fantastic <laughs> work. I like it. Ah, thank you very much. The listeners at home can't tell, but this is actual, like, real-world analog uh, watercolor. Uh, yeah, you can see that. That's awesome. Yeah, which I think hey, really... Do you mind if I take a picture of one of the pages? So no, that way please. they can see what you're talking about? Go ahead. And then, um, if anybody's interested, you can go to guncomic.com, and there's, like, preview pages all over the okay. website. Uh, guncomic.com. And you can peruse it, you yeah, know, yeah. at your leisure. Awesome. Yeah. I'm um, sure other citizens will be interested in this. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll put that picture on our Discord. We have quite a few people that come in there and hang out and talk. Right on. Right so. on. Is it possible to join your Discord? Or? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so do you have a card? Uh, we do not have a card. We did. We came woefully up there. Well, the last one in the comics and books is another comic, 
And <laughs> at first, it drew me in because of the name of the comic. It was Joe yeah. Hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we heard the pitch about the character, that's where I yeah. got interested in it. We both got very uh, interested in it. It's the... Now, yeah, Marvel, I believe, released uh, a superhero that had a hearing aid. But um, this one is a hero who is on the spectrum, mm-hmm. of uh, the autism spectrum. And the way he explains it is just like I am. There's hardly any, if none, uh, superheroes with any disabilities, really. And th- he actually created one, and that's what really drew drew my interest into. Well, this there comic. is, you know, Daredevil, right? Dude's yeah, blind. but yeah, he's blind, but he doesn't have a mental disorder like autism or something that isn't very. Noticeable. I would argue that Batman has a mental disorder. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you really wanted to get into the nitty gritty of it, that every superhero has some sort of mental disorder. But the way he However, described it, yeah, it was really cool. An autistic guy on the spectrum figure out a way to get past this like law against superheroes having any kind of disability, and he goes into it. And the comic looks very interesting. I, I can't remember if he had two or three issues done. I mean, who can really think of a superhero with a disability? <laughs> the leader of the X Men's name again? <laughs> uh, but yeah, yes. He has three. Um, in his world, he, he'll explain it to you, but in his world, it's actually makes sense as to why they did it that way. Joe Hero is a uh, story about a, a uh, an 18-year-old boy who has superpowers, but is diagnosed with autism. And in this universe, he is, uh, it's actually, a, in my universe, it's actually illegal for superheroes to have any form of disability because they can be considered collateral damage or, or oh, like, yeah. in the States. Makes sense. And so, and so, usually, anyone who has a disability and powers at the same time would have to take a shot to lose their powers. However, Kevin Carter, who's, uh, who's the kid that we're talking about, uh, had, was able to go through a loophole without getting his powers powers taken away from a shot and you got a kind of watch that could actually stop his powers from actually being active. Nice. And so when he grew up at when he grew up at turn eighteen, he decided to become a he decided to become a superhero like his like his family. And he goes under uh, goes as Joe Hero as the average superhero. So okay. thus Joe Hero. Where can they find your work? If you uh, if you can if you have not been able to find me at conventions, you could always go down to uh, calvinknightcomics.com uh, and uh, you can check. It'll be like on the first page. On it'll be on the first first page of the shop page. Okay. And uh, you can check out all the other work I have, like a couple of comic books, uh, graphic novels, and all the other books that I work on. And that's Calvin N Y E Comics Okay. Now we're gonna go into the merchants and gaming. We got a lot of fun with this next per- this next group of guys. They are in my top three favorite people we talk to, and that is the creators of Party Wanted. And it, Party Wanted is a game that can be used as a drinking game, a social game, and so on. We got carried away with them. Now, mind you, the area around their booth was very, very populated. A lot of going on. And there was one point where Rook and I were talking to two different people at the same time. And it overlapped in the recording. But you could still make out everything pretty well. Yeah, they actually... I like their game because uh, the way they described it is... Even cards that they're no longer printing, you can just print off off their website, cut it up, put it in a card sleeve, and there you go. You have the card. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were really cool guys. The game looks awesome. We took a mm-hmm. look at it while we were there, and we actually have the full game, so we are yeah. going to play it, and uh, we're going to let we're going to give them a full review, basically. Yeah. And they invited uh, us to come down to LA and play the game with them, the designers. And, and might, I think that yeah. t- I think that would be the best place to actually learn the game and actually see how well the game flows with a group of people just having fun. And I might bring some recording equipment with me, and we can record with them for a little while. Mm-hmm. You guys go yeah. play a, a drinking game with the people who made the drinking game? Sounds like you guys are going to get messed up. I'm not We're much of a drinker, a so we'll see. We'll probably get a hotel for the night. You'll get messed up <laughs> even more if you're not a drinker. Yeah. Uh, they made the game. I'm going to plug one right after this interview, so. We're going to play this interview right now, and I can't wait to play the game with these guys. Alright, so I'm here with uh, uh, James. James. And co-creator of Party Wanted, uh, Eric Lord, is a great creator. How you guys doing? So, Party Wanted, can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh uh, yeah, so it's a roguelike co-op deck builder. It's basically if Slay the Spire, Party Wanted, I'm sorry, no, Slay the Spire, Spire Munchkin, Munchkin, and, and Mario Party, Party. Party. There at a drunken three-way. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great way to put it, I love that. For the, yeah, yeah. So, basically the whole concept is everyone works together, they choose a class, and they move through the Pyramid of Chaos to try to get out. Like, that's the one name. Yeah, it's a roguelike deck builder, uh, one to eight players, solo, co-op, uh, party games, optional drinking, kind of semi-casual D&D light uh, nerdery, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I think that's going to actually appease a lot of our listeners. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's why I tried to make it. Is there any way that they can see this online? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so if you go to Party One at Twitch, we stream usually Sunday nights, full gameplays. Uh, they can see multiples of them, and us okay. being drunk and shenanigans. <laughs> drunk and bounce. You can see website, PartyWanted.com. You can see other Yeah, there's plenty. Uh, there's we got tutorials. Yeah, yeah. That's Party Wanted. Alright, yeah. awesome. Yeah, do you guys have any questions about games? I'm just looking at it and I like the layout. I, I, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about it when I figure out what this is about. I love these kind of games. It's one of my favorite games I've ever played that come from cons. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I can see that. There was one called Ninja Dice. Oh, yeah, I saw that yeah. one. <laughs> I saw yeah. when it was first being developed and they gave me one of the, the, the press promo pr- prototypes. We played the snot out of it and talked about it for hours. That's nice. awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, we kickstarted earlier this year around April. That was really successful. Uh, we were invited down to San Diego Comic Con. We demoed there. And then we just got our actual manufacturing units like two weeks ago. This is our first time selling anyway. Well, that's awesome. How's it been for you guys? Uh, so, oh, I was honestly expecting a bit more for sales. Not going to lie. I thought yeah. we were moving a bit more units. Like, uh, it's hard because you know we're only so known. Yeah, yeah, and like I was explaining over there, I think being West Hall hurts quite a bit because a lot of people, if it's like your first time at the con, they're going South Hall and they're going to blow their cash. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wait, there's a whole nother section. See, we started ours this time in this hall. In this and I'm hall. so glad we did. We got the uh, Starfield. Oh, Our biggest show is called Starfield Raw. So this one, the, the Raw Nerdy, we just launched it a few weeks back, and it's already starting to take off. It's building up a lot of progress. It's been funny, especially finding new stuff like this that we can play and yeah, check out. Yeah, like we make high exclusive cards, so that one is for this one in particular. As you see, it's one of them four hundred twenty cards. Yeah, like once those are gone, we don't redo them. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, there's a if you buy the game, you get a PDF, and so you have access to all the cards. You can reprint them because it is a drinking game, and if you like. <laughs> 
But we have PDFs for all of the previous con cards, so you can print them out yourself and use them if you want, but like you don't get, you know, the official versions of it. It's not holographic and all that. But you don't want to punish the people that can't make it. We gave that to you, so I guess you get it. Oh yeah, so Oh nice. As you can see we got hollow boxes for our all of the main boxes. We did make long boxes to actually hold all the expansions and the game sleep. So the whole idea is we know people are going to worry about that. We actually left room for the expansion that we're also working on. It's the eighth um, class that you can play, which we're going to kickstart later this month. We're waiting for work. Yeah. On paper, everything that you think is important isn't what every other player. Yeah. And, and everyone that helped us with this up until this point was basically a game designer. So the people that are going to read and hold play rules, you know what I mean? They're, they're already like game set oriented. So we've had tons of stuff where people are like, oh, it's, it's so for something me, it's like, you mean it's right there on the card. And I was like, I don't understand. And you're like, all right, we just figure out how to word that better. We make it better, so when we do the rule book, everyone's like, oh, this is even simpler. Nice. Yeah, that's what we try for anyway. All right, so there's one. The next one I'm going to plug. Uh, I posted a picture of it on our Instagram. It's a guy called, or a company called oh, Moto's yeah. Glass. Yes. They actually, they have uh, laser etched, what are these, tumblers-esque mm-hmm. style drinking cups. They also had at his booth uh, flasks, glass, gla- uh, frosted glasses with etching. And you can order from them custom-made stuff. I have one that has Excelsior with Stan Lee and his signature on it. <laughs> Mr. Widget over here has the Mortal Kombat one. And and he offered to do a series for us, if our listeners mm-hmm. are ever interested, in having some of these done in the Raw Podcast logo. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, I wanted to plug him because so far I love this. He used his tumbler is a polar camel. It has a built-in straw in the top and all that. And it, they're just awesome. I love them. I plan on getting a flask from him soon because who wants it? Who doesn't want a flask with our logo or a flask with Stanley's face on it or something like that? It, it, he had all sorts of stuff. And I just wanted to give him a shout out on the show because it's just awesome stuff. Oh, I love it. It is and really his, well done. I His uh, website is www.motosglass, M-O-T-O-S, glass.com. And uh, they're located out of Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. And the next group we talked to is Savage Crucible. And they um, were one of the ones that we were talking about, maybe talking to. Is it was kind of interesting and we weren't sure, but we went up there and talked to them and it turns out to be a fantastic conversation with a good story with their product. And they have these really, really de- intricate action figures they had on display on this table, like series one, mm-hmm. two, and three, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they have a graphic novel that ties into it. Oh yeah, it gives a story. The graphic novel gives you the story. Uh, they were re- they kicked, they are a recent Kickstarter and the Kickstarter got funded and funded phase one, two, and three of different species. And they have different tiers of stuff. They'll explain that in the interview. Um, but the detail, the paint, it, it just looked like it was yeah. somebody from a manufacturer that's been making These actually figures. would be great for a D&D campaign, too. They're huge, though. <laughs> yeah, they are huge, but you can use them as like a boss. Boom! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're here at Savage Crucible taking a look at some action figures and some graphic novels. They just got kickstarted 
for the first three phases, you said? Three wins, yeah. All right. Uh, can you explain more about what Savage Crucible is? Absolutely. So Savage Crucible is a line of highly articulated action figures, and we also have associated graphic novels and collectible artwork to go along with that. The way you explained it to me, it sounds like there's a somewhat of a story uh, for the characters and all of that. Yes, absolutely. So if you pick up issue one of the graphic novel, it introduces the whole concept of this dark fantasy world known as the Crucible. And it allows us to bring in a lot of different elements, including historical elements to the fantasy world. So you definitely have to check out the graphic novel to figure out what that's all about. And that does sound really awesome. The art and the graphic novel looks pretty good, too. Um, and you can find their stuff at www.savagecrucible.com. Do y'all have any other uh, social media? Or? Yes, we are on in- very active on Instagram, at Savage Crucible. We also have a private Facebook group that you're welcome to join, and that's Savage Group Squad Facebook. Awesome. Well, like really we like the artwork, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, we promote this on our Discord as well, because we got a lot of nerds on our Discord. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. The next group were very fun to talk to, Fenclaw and Fond. I don't remember off the top of my head their their character names, but um, they had this little booth that had this custom-made clothing, custom-made items, including this really cool magic book and these magic rune dice. That When you rolled these two dice, whatever the combination was, you opened the book, and they would have a spell listed with that combination. And as uh, Fawn describes in the interview, that he, it was really popular with D&D, especially DMs, for using as um, spell mechanics for their game. Or uh, not really spell mechanics per se, but as a magical item people can find in the campaign. Yeah, that too. Um, And they list, they do say they list in the back of the book. Uh, The only reason why I'm mentioning this is because you can't see the book. But mm -hmm. in the back of the book, they actually give you D&D gameplay ways, the gameplay rules to make it work in a D&D setting. And they were really fun people to talk to. And uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, supporting the small, the small manufacturers that are here at the cons and getting their names out. Uh, uh, We're probably yeah. a great person to talk to then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So is this, you guys do what, the clothing or? We do everything. Yeah, everything? So everything that we do is based around a fan, fancy yeah. short story. And then we make the items in the story. I'm a fantasy author. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, we write fantasy short stories and then we make all the things that are in the books. Yeah. Dude, that's a freaking awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that we sell comes with lore. There's nothing that we sell that isn't in the books. Gotcha. It's the intoxicating scent of the Enchantress Fiona Fawn. Yeah. <laughs> beware, beware. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. These dice? Yeah, so these yeah, are so the dice of, the dice of Destiny. Okay. The two main characters, they uh, come up against the uh, Cult of Matilda, which is a um, cult that worships an interdimensional spider goddess, Matilda, <laughs> while they're on because the, they're on a quest to find the Golden Portal. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, the, the dice come with the book, and the way it works is in the book, 
the cultists, they cast spells by rolling the dice, and then whatever it lands on, it, uh, a spell is cast, and it's randomized based on the combination. Wow. The runic combination. So, so what you do is you is. look it up. This is yep. here, 113. That's actually the, a few times people have gotten 113. That's interesting. That's actually so a pretty unique way of uh, magic system. That, and yeah. it'll give you a real-life spell. The so, spin of the web of destiny. Uh, That's pretty cool. An episode of the magic um, systems of fantasy. That would have been cool to add. So we, we, I, oh, yeah. we rolled the spin of the spin the web of the destiny spin, yeah, to spin the web I of can destiny. Read. So it starts off with an explanation of the spell and kind of like what your intentions are going in. Yeah. Goes into how to use this spell, spell supplies, performing it, the whole dealio. So this is like a real life witch spell. I'm a witch in real life. Mm-hmm. So I wrote all of these spells. And then there's also in-game. So okay. if you want to use it, exactly. If you want to use it for role-playing, there's in-combat and out-of-combat for each spell. That is a so great idea. I love that. So people purchase this as DMs. And then they're going to use this item to like give to their characters, right? Yeah. So it's like your characters open a your characters open a uh, chest, and like at the end of the dungeon and inside of them is the dice of destiny and the handbook, and um, it's like I'm, they can use it as a magical item or a way to make the game more chaotic. Where can people find that the book and dice app? On um, our website. It is. It has just gone up. Like the. Like an hour ago on our website because it was we made it for the convention. Yes, so exactly, it's available at fenclawandfawn.com. Uh, yeah. Repeat that one more time. Fenclawandfawn.com. It's F E N C L A W A N D. F-A-U-N-D dot com. All right, <laughs> awesome. That's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. It's named after our main characters, Felix Steinclaw and Fiona Bond. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. The next one is Black Rose Designs. They are uh, custom dice makers. Now, little caveat, they're a little pricey on the dice, but the quality is there. Yes. Uh, man, I think they said one full set of dice they had on display was $100 for the full set. Yeah. But it's, they cast everything. They have their molds. They make their molds. They also have a, a die that, a D20 that is huge. fell in love with. It's the size of my fist. <laughs> it was huge. I, I find it really hard to replace my die. They'd have to be really awesome dice to replace my dice because I have some sweet LED dice that light up when you throw them and they're awesome. I got a set of those from my son for his birthday this year. Oh, nice. They're sweet. Black Rose people were very nice. They had a really cool display. And I'm hoping is... I win that DM screen, though. Oh, I know. That thing was so cool. That's something that they're going to be producing. It's full wood, threefold. Really, really the, nice. The, the only caveat to the one that they were uh, uh, raffling is that that particular one has the LA Comic Con 2023 logo, so they won't be able to use it again. <laughs> yeah. And there was a couple contests that we entered in that I hope we get. Mm-hmm. But with how many people go to the Comic-Con, <laughs> not likely. <laughs> that was my no, luck. Right. But here they are. So we're with another <laughs> D&D. <laughs> yeah, another D&D manufacturer that makes Europe. dice. Black Rose Designs. So awesome. you guys, Black Rose Designs? Yes. Yep. Awesome. And these are all resin-based? or They are all resin-based. Cool. You just didn't buy a mold and stuff like that? Yeah, so we got the masters and we make our silicone molds and then we pour them out as many days of the week as I can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I love this giant D20. I'm like, thank you. It puts my boulder to shame. So we're, we're planning on coming out with that in all of the colorways we have. This is just kind of, you know, the, the, the pre release, you know, sneak peek, but we want to do all of the colors. They're nice. 
I like the holders too. You're awesome. going for more of a poster theme for our containers. That's actually pretty yeah, it's smart. Thank you. I got you got a great display here. Thank you. You guys have any good luck with it? It's really no It's yeah. our first time at Comic Con, so everything's kind of just. You have the right place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely I mean we've only done our small local cons where, you know, See, probably what? 300? Yeah, 300, 500 most. Yeah. And now it's. Yeah, we're actually from the Santa Coast, so about three and a half hours from here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Alright, well, hey, if you guys ever decide to listen to Raw and Nerdy, Raw we're having a special episode come out. Raw and Nerdy? I feel like I've heard about it. Alright, so the next uh, group is Amphopop. And they did these, the t-shirts that caught my mind. I actually wound up buying one of their t-shirts. It was like yeah. their, their Comic-Con one that I bought. Oh, yeah. You didn't buy their uh, anti-social No, because I'm, I'm not an anti-social gamer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that, that kind of threw me away from that. But I guess that was their, their biggest selling shirt. But their shirts had a story, which is amazing. <laughs> I'm not um, an anti-social gamer. That's why I play single-player games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, what's cool is they each shirt was a different level, and so they had one with a different weapon. Uh, I forgot what the other ones were, honestly. I didn't get any pictures of their equipment, but we did follow them on social media, and they actually do have their stuff listed in their uh, Instagram. So Yep, and they have... A comic book that goes along with their shirt designs. Yes. Why not? So we're at a booth right now. They make these actually really freaking cool t-shirts. And what is it? Um, Amphopop's name. Amphopop? The, the company, yeah. Okay. Some drew caught my attention when I was thinking it was on that table. Anyways, they have a shirt called uh, that has weapon check on there with a chainsaw, <laughs> a wand, gun, and a sword. I love these things. Uh, so some of our shirts, uh, they kind of follow like a little pattern because... We kind of have like a comic book that's uh, gonna be coming out soon too. Okay. So like this is insert coin, and then uh, this one is uh, level one. This is like con through one, and this is level two. So they kind of have like a little path on a on, and storyline within the shirts themselves. And then we have some just like offset ones, like these ones that are like their own things. The anti-social gamer club. Yeah, <laughs> that, one, that one's supposed to be its own like little crew thing, and this one's supposed to be a little bit on like the more Metallica side, you know, override the lightning. A little play on that with the Keaton Gamers. Oh, that's yes. So y'all actually make the shirts? Oh, so, I just screen printed. No, no, we don't. We don't actually actually get them screen printed, but we uh, work with all the designers and have oh. all these custom designs ourselves. And then we work with a screen printer who gets them. Uh, actually, what's the name of the comic that's coming out? Uh, the company that makes them? No, you said it's something about a comic. Oh yeah, so I, it's something that I'm writing. Okay. And so it's it's in line with like the shirts. So when it comes out, it'll it'll play into the storyline through the shirts. So that's super fun to like integrate into. Awesome. Yeah. And that's just info.com. Yeah. You guys want to check so it out? Also, also we do. Like when we come to all these conventions, we record all the cosplay and all like the. Um, just the, the floor in general, and we post it on YouTube, and so we have a uh, YouTube following as well. Awesome. Well, good luck, man. Thank yeah, you. thank you so much. The next one is World of Kylea. Now, this one is probably one of our longest interviews, if not the longest one we did with the uh, vendors, and the guy who does it has his, like, straight out of college, pretty much, and is visionary of creating this multimedia story that he created a card game he did videos. He has 
different paraphernalia that ties into it. And he was some, mm-hmm. talking about like Star Wars and stuff like that. Yeah, here the interview. It's it's long and he gets in detail about it, and it looked really, really, really cool. The best way to ex- describe it was the way he described it. It's D and D meets Star Wars meets Magic: The Gathering. Yeah, it was really, really neat. I um, appreciate talking to him. And uh, here it is. Pretty podcast. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Love those. We're trying to get, it's, it's actually going to be really good. Yeah. We do another one called Starfield Raw that's okay. up there. Yeah. What do you do? This is, I see, I'm seeing a whole bunch of everything. Stickers, just mostly artwork? Or? Yeah, yeah. So, the world of Paley is a new IP we created. I started it nine years ago, um, riding in my car, you know, just a bunch of shower thoughts, essentially. Um, oh, the best. Yeah, the best, the best ideas come from that. Um, originally, I started writing a film. It was supposed to be like a two-hour, you know, long film. Super inspired by Dune, Star Wars, you know, I grew up on that kind of stuff, so. Um, these are some of the animations I do. I taught myself animations during the Oh, day. nice. You um, use uh, Blender? Or? Blender, yep. It was the only program I could afford. I was a broke college kid, and I was like, <laughs> can't yeah. learn Cinema 4D. I'm already playing for Adobe. I'm broke, so I you know. Hey, Blender works. It, it works. works great. It works great. Um, so I ended up starting to post some of my animations on TikTok, uh, and we ended up building up, like, a small following on TikTok of just people who were interested in the project. And I was like, wait a minute, this could be, you know, something more long-term. What's your TikTok? Um, uh, World of Kylia. So, same name as the rest of the K-Y-L-I-A. Yes. Awesome. Um, and we wanted to interact with fans, and I wanted to tell stories that were longer than the films I was making, because, you know, films pass a broad net, but after the movie's done, yeah. do you, do you re-watch it the next day? No, you know, you're done, so... I ended up developing a TCG that kind of takes place in the same universe, so it's all like one really? cohesive project. So in the first episode, for example... Oh, that's your TCG the over there. Yeah, yeah. I want to check that out. So all the characters in the show are related back to the card game, so whether you like card games and end up watching the show kind of is a cinematic... You so you're doing a whole immersive IP, exactly. basically. I like that idea a lot, yeah. actually. It's definitely like convoluted coming up with it, you know, in the original part, because most projects you start with one thing and then branch off afterward, Yeah. but, I mean, my generation's like the first generation that grew up thinking of projects that way, when you have, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. the Star Wars Cinematic Universe, it wasn't just Star Wars, and then, I grew up on, like, I had six movies to watch as a kid, and then I had, like, the comics, the games, I had Lego Star Wars, I mean, I had the whole project, so, I kind of wanted to recreate that on any You're in the right place. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is a, a great environment, and, uh, we went to PAX earlier this year and it was phenomenal. Oh, nice. Was Which one? Uh, PAX West. I'm local to Seattle. So. Okay. Uh, oh, went that to makes college sense. down here and then uh, ended up during COVID moving back home up to Seattle. Yeah, that's really cool. I was stationed up there when I got out in Navy, so. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been to PAX West, which used to be called PAX Prime several sure, times. Sure, I sure. love it there. Yeah. Amazing community. The yeah. Event runners are fantastic. I'm going to try to get my co-hosts out there this year. Yeah. <laughs> It's great people, really good. We'll is definitely it? be back uh, next year. So. Yeah. Tell us about your TCG. What is that like? So the best way I can explain the game, and it's kind of funny the way I explain it, is it play- obviously magic is a big inspiration for any card game. You yeah. Have to do that. Um, and then the combat style is similar to D&D. Um, so the way that I like to think of my game is rather than having a person just summoning a bunch of monsters and warriors to fight for you, the decks themselves are your character. So if you're okay. a rogue, you have uh, blades, you have skills, and all that kind of stuff that creates that rogue feeling. So you're going for many quick attacks. They're not hitting super hard, but they're more accurate. You're using a lot of finesse and that kind of stuff. So magic meets D&D. Magic meets D&D. And then it has a go fish mechanic. Um, actually, <laughs> really? I really deck that I was just working on earlier. 
each card has a number in the top left or top right corner, which indicates like the complexity of it. So the idea is that you need two cards in hand in order to play it. It has a cost oh, okay. two. If it has a cost three, that means you need three. So as you can tell, there's some cards that are cost four or five that are very hard to get out because they're super complex. Snipe rifles, mechas, that kind of stuff. But they have a big impact once they win. So you can really fine-tune a play style around your kind of individual. Uh, and if they're, if our listeners are interested in learning more about it, where can they go? Um, I would say the World of Kylea um, website will be the best place. We have a play network that will be linked there uh, next week, which will have more information on the card game as well as places to buy it in the future. So. Awesome. Thanks and so much for talking to us, man. Yeah, no worries. It was great to meet you guys. And the last one tonight. This What's is up? the one I really like. Yeah, bro, take I it away, man. So the next one, it, they're also they teamed up with. Oh man, my mind just went blank. The character lady sheet lady. Cre- yeah, the character sheet lady. I'm sorry, my mind went blank. Uh, I'll remember her name in a minute. <laughs> um, but they teamed up because that's where I first saw the character sheet, and that's when they told us they teamed up with her. She sells some of their stuff. They sell some of her stuff. They make wooden and epoxy or yeah wooden and acrylic dice trays and make their own acrylic dice they also sell stone dice and the reason why i wanted to bring this up (laughs) as widget shows me his die so they had this little game in the front if you rolled a natural 20 you got to you won if you rolled a one you won and we rolled them without even seeing that sign by the way yeah so joe sat there and rolled one and just got like some a 17 i grabbed one and rolled and hit a 20 and then he comes so, up to me, and he goes up to me, and he hands me the bag and says, here, <laughs> close your eyes and pick out a dice. And I picked out this really, really cool, it's real stone D6 die. Mm-hmm. Are you going to mention what their names are, or are you just going to tell us all the cool things they do? All the cool I'll things. tell you as soon as we tell the last cool thing. Oh. <laughs> And then Widget here picks up the die and rolls a one. <laughs> the, the polar opposite of what I rolled. So I got to pick the die that he won. And I got uh, an acrylic D8. And it, it, they're cool. Uh, the name of the company is Wyvern Warfare. Uh, the guys are really cool. Uh, they explained everything to us. Anything you see on their website is actually what you what you get. So if you're looking at a specific pattern of acrylic stuff that's what you get and that's what really sold me on their stuff is it's one it's one off so it's not yeah. mass produced custom made and it they're really really neat looking i'm gonna have to take rook's nerd card if he keeps saying things like wyvern <laughs> wyvern. wyvern sorry thank you <laughs> it's like when you called the poor man actually, actually, robots <sighs> they are robots they're not droids they don't have ai exactly however in the interview, you'll hear them correct Widget as well. Yes, yes, <laughs> I got hit with it. I was not going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> All right, so we're at a booth right now. We're looking at these um, resin wood trays for D&D, and they are freaking awesome. These guys make it themselves. And uh, what is it? So, Wavern Wafer? Wavern Wafer? So, you guys make these just the trays yourselves? Yes, we do. Anything that's made of wood and resin is us. We make the dice. To make the dice okay, that's what I'm going to Because these things are awesome. I'm going to take a picture of them, and you guys can go on our Discord and check it out. But they do some really cool uh, dice holders and the dice themselves. And that was uh, 
Wyvern, Wyvern Wave. Warfare. Yeah, we got the information. So, um, <laughs> you guys can come in and check out our Discord. We'll have that posted for you guys. And that's the interviews that we have for you guys tonight. Um, this is a <laughs> extra long episode. I'm guessing probably about an hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes. But, um, we had an absolute blast going to Comic Con. I cannot wait for WonderCon with these two. We might have to make two special episodes out of it with the yeah, content we'll end up getting. Well, the only t- badges that are on sale right now are the three-day passes. So, yeah, yeah we we're going to have content. <laughs> we're going to have tons of content. And we'll remember to take photos. And sore feet. And... Um, <laughs> It's going to be a blast. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you so much to everyone at the Comic-Con who talked to us. Uh, we had an absolute blast for the one day that we went. Thanks, and got- for LA, thanks for LA Comic-Con for hosting this event because they do. this is the second time we've gone, and they have done an outstanding job. Yes. A lot of a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool vendors. Way overpriced soda. <laughs> and, but it was... Way overpriced root beer. Yeah. Um, I want to say that that company, Wild Bill's Root Beer, makes some really good root beer. It Man, that be. cup was expensive. <laughs> yeah. That better be, better be the best <laughs> root beer ever made. All right, guys. Stay tuned for episode 20 of Starfield Raw releasing this Friday, where we will have the full interview with Einan. And, uh, yeah, how to reach us. Our oh, Discord. Yeah. Discord.gg forward slash podcast. Or, sorry, forward slash raw podcast. R-A-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. You can find links to that on most of our social media. Our Instagram is Raw Podcast One. Our Twitter, aka X, is Podcast Raw. We had to flip it around. Our email is podcastraw at gmail.com. You can find me individually on pretty much everything as the widget W-I-G-I-T. You can find me on everything except for Instagram as Rook213. On Instagram, I am Tomcat213. And you can find me pretty much on everything as well, uh, the Archon 606 Have a fantastic nerdy week, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Stay nerdy, everybody. Have a great week. Test recording, seeing how this sounds at a up close and nice at a distance. Jeremy, and I'm going to keep my radio on so we can actually see how well it picks up clear through. This is a check one, two, one, two. This is an audio check inside the south hall.